Decision Reel, Episode Eight. We're back in it now. Right, bang right. bang. Swing of things. Back in the swing of things. Well, double duty on a Sunday. Today Got is Sunday, you. right? Today is Sunday. <laughs> Man, it, it, with all the holidays and everything, and right, because it is February. Because what is there? Two. There's two, and then you know I didn't get home till two o'clock last night. And right, right. We got Washington's birthday. Yeah. What is that? Jefferson's birthday. It's Washington's birthday. I think that was last week. Is technically it? Yeah. President's Day, but it's oh, that makes sense then. It's President's Day to start the presidents. Yeah. I got you. Episode 8, we're talking about the movie Airheads. This, uh, I have the plot here. We're going to do the plot first this time. <laughs> okay. To make sense of everything. There we go. Think, yeah. Back on track. Yeah. Three band members hoping for a big break head to a radio station to play their demo tape and wind up holding everyone hostage with plastic guns when the head DJ refuses to play them. Mm-hmm. What a simple... <laughs> plot point for this yeah. movie where more than that just happens obviously right uh this movie is directed by michael lehman or lemon i don't know how to say it L E H. no it's l-e-h-m-a-m-n layman layman it's a weird one uh he directed heathers hudson hawk the truth about cats and dogs my giant your personal favorite movie 40 days and 40 nights flakes and because i said so so there's some, there's some movies. There. Yeah, my um, giant, the Billy Crystal George yep. Barrison movie. Yep. Ugh. What a. Oh wow. What a weird collection of movies to direct. And then he, I mean, this and is by far his, the, the pinnacle. Yeah, I would say for sure. I mean, Truth About Cats and Dogs is probably more. Never heard of it. Um, financially, whatever. That was a bigger movie. More than likely. Yeah, it wasn't. It's not a good movie to watch, but you know, chick flicks, I mean, whatever. Got some star power in it. Oh sure! Before, sure. Before there was star you got to think of, at the time there were nobodies. The only person in this movie that was big was probably Brendan Fraser From, and um, Milo jo- Jackson or whatever. The, yeah, the, because the rest were SNL. Pretty much, yeah. Milo Jackson, the the main radio guy, the guy that owns the, the runs the radio station. Oh, Roger Dorn. Oh, is that his name? No, 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 no. He was Roger Dorn in Major League. <laughs> Michael McKean. That's yeah. his name. Yeah, Michael McKean. He, well, he, Dorn. He, he was in all those Saturday Night Live movies, though. He was in a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was What's he on? SNL? I don't think he was actually on SNL, but he was Lauren in Michaels a lot. Did, but I know what I'm saying. No, he was never on there, but didn't wasn't Lorne Michaels executive producer of this movie? Didn't SNL? I, I don't look up those things, probably. Uh, okay. I should maybe I should start doing that. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think so. No? Maybe uh, not, but it was so. it felt like it's in that SNL style movie. Because you yeah. do have, like you said, Adam Sandler. Like Wayne's World was SNL and Right. Uh this was written by Rich Wilkes, who only ri- like he never wrote a lot. Okay. All the Triple X movies, you know the ones with Vin Diesel. He wrote those. Really? Okay. Um, he did the Dirt on Netflix, the Motley Crue documentary movie. Okay. Which yeah, isn't I a mean, documentary, but you know, it's it, well, um, it's, it's like half truths. Sure. Yeah. Which kind of goes with this movie when you think about it, rockers and whatnot from but the era. The Dirt was good. It yeah. was surprisingly better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Except for Machine Gun Kelly. What, what, he, he, you know like what? Yeah, I don't he like played him. great. I, I, don't, I don't mind him. Don't like him. 
if you how dare told, you diss Eminem? Oh, stop. <laughs> if you wouldn't have told me that was Machine Gun Kelly, I would have never known it was him True. playing that role in that movie. He did a great job. Yeah, I'll give him credit. He went and learned how to play the drums for for it. Um, although he's not playing really good, but he's still playing the drums. Right. You know I mean, that takes. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Is Tommy Lee that good of a drummer? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. No. He's deceptively good. Well, I know he was a marching band drummer. Yeah, which that well, takes a lot to do. He even I did wish that on I the reality show. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. Yes. Is Motley Crue the most technical drumming you've ever heard? No. Actually? No, here we go. It's harder than it sounds. It sounds simple, but when you're actually trying to sit down and play it, it's yeah. all off beats and off timing. Okay. So it's actually, uh, I would cool. say it's hard drumming. Well, then shame on me. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not the best, like, you know, Rush, Neil Peart kind of drumming, right. but it's still technically good for what but it was. But if you, if you got hired to do a movie, could you learn how to do it in a year? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could do it in a week. All right, that's what I'm saying. Oh, ooh, right. ooh. Show right. off. Maybe a week and a half. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting off. This movie uh, is starring in the title role one of my personal favorite actors, a Brendan Fraser. Really? Yes, I love Brendan Fraser. I was yeah. the biggest Brendan Fraser guy. I'll give fuck. I love I, I love, love the mummy. Fraser. Yep. I see. I don't. Encino I love Man. bedazzled. Come on, Encino Man. Bedazzled is money. Encino Man. <laughs> he was George of the Jungle. What you know about that shit? Yeah, he no was thanks. Dudley Do Right. Nah. Blast of the Past with um, Alicia Silverstone. Nah. Great movie. Uh, he's also care. the fastest looking skinny guy. I'll yeah. give you that. As he's it's gotten so older, weird. he's yeah. he's got. One in twelve monkeys. Not 12 Monkeys. Um, you're thinking of uh, Monkey Bone. Oh, yeah. No, 12 Monkeys was Brad Pitt and oh, Bruce Willis. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you watch that movie today, it's kind of like what's going on with COVID. Oh, yeah? There's a, um, a virus that happens from monkeys. It's 12 Monkeys. So it's like Outbreak? Right. And people can't go on the surface of earth anymore so there's under underground sounds right right so <laughs> if they have to go out on the surface they have to wear like space suits almost or clean suits or whatever oh, i haven't seen that movie in forever and there's time travel involved in it all and dude it's a great freaky movie like yeah. it, it's a it's a a mind bender and hmm. then brad pitt's best role to me is that movie whoa whoa that's because he's not playing a typical brad pitt role. whoa watch it and tell me otherwise i will because he's playing like a schizophrenic, Maybe we crazy will. dude. Maybe we will. I don't That's think a good Brad movie. Pitt gets enough credit for his range. I don't think he does either. But his best role is Fight Club. But he's playing Brad Pitt. Well, he's Brad Pitt. Right. That's like Tom Cruise in every movie. Is I liked him in Seven. Right. But seven. But yes, yeah, he's, he's playing Brad Pitt, seven, but yeah. he's play, also playing what uh, what's-his-name's character thinks is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. why wouldn't you think Brad Pitt... Anarchist, sexy, right? Cast the guy in the role who's going to play the best version right, it's like of Brad for Pitt. The job you want, not the job you have. Sure, yeah, sure. Uh, it's also starring Steve Buscemi as Rex. Okay, this was Steve not Buscemi. His, yeah, <laughs> this is what I was going to say. What, what okay, we were off sure. air. Steve Buscemi plays a bass player named Rex. Mm-hmm. It's in my he fun looks fact. just in like the bass player Rex from Pantera. Yeah, they. I clearly modeled his character after Rex Brown. So we're just going to go to my fun facts real quick here. <laughs> oh. The bass player for the Lone Rangers is based on Rex Brown, the bass player for Thank Pantera. You. They share the same name, they play the same instrument, and they even have similar hairstyles and goatee. Yep. Yeah. So it was done on purpose. Clearly. And you wouldn't think Steve Buscemi, bass player in a heavy metal band when you see him, 
but he does a good fucking job in this movie and looks the part. Yeah. He's just really short. That's the only problem. Whatever. No, no, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Yeah. Rex Brown's like six foot three. He's a big motherfucker. Well, he wasn't playing Rex Brown. Well, I, he was I playing know, somebody like saying. him. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, Adam okay. Sandler is in this movie. Or, I mean, we could go down. Should we go down Steve Buscemi's filmography here of a couple things? Because well, to this point, know. well, Up just to in this general. Point or in general, I think. Well, what did he do? Reservoir Dogs Reservoir before Dogs this. Dogs would be the big Pulp I Fiction. Reservoir Dogs was after this. No, nah. no, uh, that was like ninety early nineties. Ninety two old. Yeah, Reservoir Pulp Dogs Fiction old. came out in like ninety. It doesn't 90. look that old because of the way it was shot. Pop Fiction, same thing. Um, it's like a period you piece know, movie. I, and and I, I know that everybody loves Pulp Fiction. Great I'm not movie. a big fan of great, it. Fan. Great. I tried watching it. You guys need to stop I, slandering Quentin Tarantino. No, no, no. I love I, Tarantino films. Yeah. I like, uh, what's the one with Jamie Foxx he was just in? Django. Django and Chain. Great movie. The end and of that. The Magnificent Seven. Yep. Yeah. Did you know? Hateful fun fact, eight. in that movie, um, what's his face? Who, who's the old guy in the movie? Um, in which one? Magnificent Seven. Uh, Tron. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. There's a point in the movie where he smashes a old guitar. Mm-hmm. That was a real old Martin guitar that oh, was yeah. supposed to be on set just to be filmed. Right. He grabbed that one and broke it. Right. So it's like a priceless piece of art. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck that. No bueno. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's got the money to cover it, but still. The whole idea of it. Um, getting back, he was also in you know every fucking Adam Sandler movie after this point, it seems like. Minus Happy Gilmore, because he started out being in Billy Madison, and then pretty much tell me a was this Adam Sandler's no, like no, first this wasn't was it that stupid boat movie? So Overboard, or yeah, going Overboard would have been his first kind of movie. He was also in Coneheads as a bit part. Yeah, um, then it was but, oh yeah Billy Donald Madison. Artie Chico. Yeah, what was the one he did with Damon Wayans? Uh, bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. 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 So this. funny yeah. thing, the guy who wrote this movie is writing a Bulletproof. Oh, Jesus. But why it's got a bulletproof. We're well, not rebooting it if it's two. <laughs> but why even why even give it the time of day? Right. I don't know. But it's on his IMDB of writing things to come out and says twenty twenty two release date or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm not holding my breath on it. Bulletproof. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um he was also in Fargo, Con Air. People forget he was in Con Air. Yep. Oh, he was in mm-hmm. Con Air. Great movie. Fargo, man. That movie fucks with me. I can't watch that movie. Too Have you much. seen the TV show? No. It's really good, too. The show's, yeah. The, the first season good. was real good. Is it Shimmy yeah. that gets fed into the chipper, yep. or is he doing the feeding? No, he gets fed in it, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's in Big Daddy, Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds, Anger Management, 50 First Dates, Click. You can go on. Every fucking right. Adam Sandler movie. Big Daddy, where he plays the freaking delivery. No, that's Rob Schneider. That's Rob Schneider. He plays the, like the homeless guy. man. Hip hop. He pop with anonymous. He plays the homeless guy who calls his dad at the end of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He calls him sir and shit because he's like a non-veteran. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we got Adam Sandler as Pip in this movie. I, I feel like this is a great utilization of Adam Sandler because he's not the main guy. So he's playing that stupid kind of smarter character than he normally played at this time. I feel like this. I feel like he drew Billy Madison from Pip. There's a lot of the stupid. Yeah. 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 There's some stupidness to him. I really enjoy him in this movie. As oh, no. Yeah. Me too. I'm just saying See, in Yeah. I like him that he's not over the top stupid. Exactly. exactly. He's, he's just, like, you're like, okay, I see where you're going. Right. And, you know, he plays the drums. I like that. Uh, idiot. Yeah. Pretty much that everybody loves because, you know, he hooks up with that chick after knowing her for like three hours. Well, I mean. On dude, the leather sofa. When you're a hostage, the, the first thing I think about doing is banging the person holding me hostage. Of course. 
So horny. Of course. We got Joe Manitegna. I don't know how to say his last Montagna? name. Ma- Montagna? Montagna. It's spelled Man-T-E-G-N-A. Yeah, it's Montagna. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You thought that was just a joke in an Adam Taylor movie? Yeah, I thought they were just making mm-hmm. this no, and saying. Montagna. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then, then that's funny because this is probably where it's from. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he plays Ian the yeah. Shark. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you... Okay, what? I'm I said Joe Montagna. Every day. Yeah, Joe um, Montagna, the voice of a uh, fat, fat Tony. Tony. Fat Tony from The Simpsons. He's also Shit. in The Godfather Three. Yeah, um, he's done all the Criminal Minds movies and yeah, yeah. TV shows. He's done things here and there. He he gets around. And you were saying what he was like seventy something now. He's seventy three. I so think. What was he like forty five, fifty in this movie? Nineties. What year was it? Ninety four. This movie was that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's twenty seven years. So yeah, yeah, he's in his forties. Yeah. Uh, Michael McKean, as we're talking, is Milo Jackson. I fucking love that name. I don't know why. Milo it, Jackson? It's such a <laughs> shitty... It sounds like a radio... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a uh, greaser fucking guy who's going to like do yeah, whatever he not. wants he's to get. such a pussy fart. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, obviously, Spinal Tap, he was in. Um, Short Circuit 2, which is... Oh, yeah, no disassemble. I don't know why, but that's like a back pocket movie for me that I really? love. It's so bad compared what is to the it? first movie, Short Circuit 2. Is that I don't, where I don't think I've ever saw it. Is that where Johnny Five joins that gang? Yeah. Los Lobos kick your balls yeah. into outer yep. space. Yeah. Uh, that was one of those <laughs> movies that, like, growing up, you know, my mom would always take me to the library and I'd grip, grab, like, a bunch of VHS tapes. Speaking that was of one racist, of them that I would that get. That movie's racist. Yeah, it is. The lead character guy is white. He's white. And he's not he's, dumb, dumb, dumb right. Johnny. He's playing, he's brown facing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, when I found that out, I went, there's no way. Yeah. Because what is it, Cat Stevens, I think his name is? No, Cat Stevens was a musician. Who am I thinking of? It isn't, I think, I F- Fisher, Fisher Stevens. I've, has he done anything else ever since then? He's been in a lot of movies. No, I have no idea. Ryan, that. look it up, Fisher Stevens. I think that's his name. Yes, boss. Or just just look up Short Circuit 2. Yes, boss. Um, obviously, Michael McKean was in Coneheads as well. Yeah. Um, Jack Major. with um, Robin Williams, he, he was in. Mystery Alaska, which is a great movie nobody talks about anymore. He was hold on. Maybe it I'm was getting, Fisher Stevens. He Fisher Stevens, yeah. He was. wasn't in Major League One or Two. That's not on his credits. I didn't see that. He could and have been. I'm I, looking I for keep like. I thinking he's here. Roger Dorn. He's not Roger he, Dorn. He looks like him now. Right. Maybe. I didn't. I didn't put it down. List. Well, I didn't. I don't put every movie down because uh, we'd be here forever. He like, <laughs> imagine me sitting here <laughs> listing off every movie Steve Buscemi's been in. It could be. Yeah. I still just can't get over those old Michelob bottles. They look good. <laughs> so we're going to go through some other bit parts in this movie. we got fucking Chris Farley as Officer Wilson in here. Yes. Great. Again, this is utilizing Chris Farley the best, doing yep. his little shtick here and there and not going overboard and not like all in your face the whole time. Yep. Because as much as I like Tommy Boy, I don't like Black Sheep and I don't like Beverly Hills Ninja. I, <sighs> I love Beverly Hills Ninja. It, it, that is the order. Yeah. Tommy Boy. Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Beverly Hills Ninja yeah, is it's awful. Love it though. Just like fat falling through shit. <laughs> Black Sheep, I still it's just a scope under Tommy, Tommy Boy. Boy. I think Tommy Boy is his best movie of all time. I think oh, we yeah. all agree on that. Yep. But I don't think Black Sheep's too far behind it. No. And it's because he's not going bat shit to the wall the entire time he's on right. screen. Right. He's Where, actually acting. Right. Yeah. So that's where I like Chris Farley. You watch any skit he's in in SNL, what does he end up doing? Falling through a table. Or doing the stupid yelling, and which is funny, but 
kind of gets old after a while. And, you know, now that he's... Just like Sam Kennison. Yeah, now now that he's passed away, obviously it didn't wear on anybody because, mm. well, that's all we got. But let's say he kept going and was alive for years. Who's to say that shtick gets old and mm-hmm. he doesn't reinvent himself? He could be Dane Cook right now. Where's he at? Right. I always make the same argument on Kirk Cobain. A hundred percent same argument. Nirvana was the same fucking song mm-hmm. every song. Was it a good song? Sure. I make the same argument about Sublime too. ACDC. Yeah. Right. So that you could have... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we'll pump the brakes. It's a good yeah. song. You could have went anywhere. Like they could have been mega stars. I mean, yeah. they were, but do you make a career out of it? Exactly. And think of this way. If um, Kirk Cobain never offed himself or whatever. If Courtney Love didn't kill him. Sanction, there you go. Oh, Foo Fighters might not have ever been anything right. and to me i think the foo fighters are a much better oh, band superior. and has pushed music a little further even right. though people will say oh the grunge was started by nirvana i don't really think it was i think it was alice in chains and pearl jam well they're all well, yeah they're yeah, they all bubbled together yeah. but if you look at the the music that nirvana was making compared to pearl jam pearl jam's way more technically sound and better well they are a yeah. band yeah. right like Nirvana was just playing four fucking chords a song, no, calling it a day. Were, see, I think Nirvana was more punk rock than anything, to me. But they still were in that same, especially grunge. with their attitude. Well, yeah, well, the attitude that was all an act. He, I, my whole, like, you know, I could do enough. I could do an hour about how much I my disdain for Kurt Cobain. I but could, I don't need to do it. I'd like to do that podcast with you. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. He just said, "I'm yeah, in." I'm, I'm Neither not can a, I. See, I'm not a big Nirvana guy either. I like a couple songs. The best song I like is a cover they did from Bon jo- uh, from um from the from the acoustic from Unplugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what the fuck's his name? Not Bon Jovi. From the David Bowie cover. Yeah, David the Bowie. Sold, Thank you. Sold yeah. The world? yeah, yeah. That's my that's the only song I really like from Nirvana. There's they did three covers on that acoustic record yeah. that are great. They yeah. did a Meat Puppets cover. They did a Bowie cover. There's one more that if you paid me to pull out of my ass, I could. Yeah. Ernie Hudson's also in this as Sergeant O'Malley. Ernie Hudson, Ghostbusters. best known for Ghostbusters, yep. but you know who you know his favorite role of mine, hmm. the Crow. That's my favorite Ernie Hudson. Brandon Lee, Rip. <laughs> That's a deep dive there. I haven't by, seen that movie. Girl, hot dog, yeah. shit like basically yeah, raising yeah, yeah. that girl on the streets. Dude, Ernie Hudson's <laughs> a great actor. I'm surprised so he hasn't too. been in a lot more than he has been. I feel like he was typecast because of Ghostbusters, but. Hey, man, he made a lot of money, and he's yeah, still whatever. making money off that shit. Yeah, Nerds whatever. love Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You know who doesn't like Ghostbusters? You. This guy. Me. And you know, what it, you know why? Like it's Dan Aykroyd. You don't like Dan Aykroyd? He fucking annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. Aykroyd can get a little over the top. And I, I liked and him in Tommy Boy because he knew what he was doing, and he was being over the top in that. Well, yeah, I make car parts for the American working man because that's You're saying it wrong. You, you got to do the, the accent. Oh, <laughs> oh Callahan. <laughs> I make car I parts. I make car right? parts for the American working man because that's who I am and that's who I care about. Yeah. No, well, he was great in that <laughs> role. funny hair. <laughs> he was great in that role just because that's what he was playing Ray up, Zelensky, right? the auto parts king. We also got Judd Nelson in this movie, which which we were just talking about. He was also in Jane Silent Bob. Love me some Judd Nelson. Which... Don't know why. Judd Nelson was in Jan's Hall Bob? He was the cop yeah. that's... Let's go cornhole us a drunk. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's because he's got that mustache and, and he's got glasses. The, the glasses I and the cowboy no head. idea. Yeah. Good for Judd Nelson. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? Um, David Arquette doing his same thing he does in every movie. Yeah, and throwing shit. <laughs> right. The part where he's, like, playing that Sega through, like, the... Um, oh, and he's, like, headbanging? Yeah. Him. It's so weird. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, he's definitely a stoner. Oh, well, I think they movie. call him a surfer in this. Yeah. Yeah. That surfer kid, because he runs out 
after uh, like the the gun breaks, and then he tries to come back in. He's like, let me back in. Come on, man. <laughs> you guys R- are awesome. I was gonna say Michael Richards is also in this. Yes, old Kramer does a great job with what they gave him. Mm-hmm. Um, probably to me the funniest person in the whole movie, and he's not trying to be funny in this. He's playing it as he's straight, you know what I mean? Right. And just falling everywhere and dropping right, because, shit. Well, he's scared. Sure. And then he finds out that the gun's not real, and they somehow sneak him a gun. Yeah. If they could sneak him a gun in, why didn't the SWAT team just fucking sneak in the building? Well, so there's a whole subplot there of when the FBI shows up. Right, jurisdiction. And that, and that guy's like, as he's getting out of the FBI truck, he's telling his partner about how his wife's leaving him and all this shit. And that, like, something about a pool boy and all this, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And then Pip turns out to be the pool boy. But they don't really say it, but they're right. talking about it. Right. And it's Pip's just funny. Pool, pool service. Right, yeah, because that. then he finds out Michael Richardson's character in there. Um, he starts even telling him about it. Right. And he's just sitting in the truck just talking to him about all his fucking feelings about it. it to me, it's hilarious. And you don't find writing in comedy movies like that anymore. You know what I mean? Where there's, like, a subplot of something that doesn't really matter. Right. Like, let's look at any comedy movie that's come out in the last five years ten years it's all stupid over the top shit just to get a pop right yeah you know what I mean so this movie to me yes it's a comedy movie but it's kind of a little more than that oh yeah and the cool thing with like Michael Richards character is is if he wasn't like crawling through the ductwork and having that extra cut scene mm-hmm. the, you know it would just be them in the student station and outside oh, right, back yeah, and forth back and forth in reality it would get old where so they're in Chaz's apartment for well okay yeah. so the movie opens with a really cool shot of him driving up on his motorcycle getting off and walking into the radio or the record whatever company the record company yeah, yeah with the fake and delivery boy shit the cool thing is from him getting off the bike walking in finding the guy getting thrown up by security it's all one shot oh yeah it just follows him yeah and for ninety four. That was kind of unheard of. And for a comedy movie, that was unheard of. Because there's a part where he goes up an elevator. The camera goes up and goes on top of the 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 floor of it. Hmm. So, like, it's all one shot that shouldn't be easy to do for a comedy movie. So, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, what was the main point I was trying to make there? <laughs> no idea. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, this also has Harold Ramis in it. Yeah. Another little Ghostbusters... Connection, he's, Ernie oh, Hudson. He's, he's the, the 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 dork, the fake cop. Yeah. The, the let me quick question, the trick question. Let me is God. Right. Um, Rob Zombie's in here. Yeah, white yes. zombie. White zombie's in it, but Rob Zombie's actually credited where the other people aren't. Oh, they, oh, they're playing <laughs> they're typical playing. Rob Zombie. Right, and uh, Kurt Loder is in this as well. Because yeah, right, right, right. Stupid Kurt Loder. Right. So this was released on August fifth, nineteen ninety four, which was a long time ago. I was yeah. five. I was eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, I guess I, I, I was... felt older. <laughs> it honestly feels like it came out later, like a 97, like the yeah. last movie we were talking about. I feel like these two movies could have switched. The Pest could have came out in 94. Yeah. This could have came out in 97. Because, I mean, The Waterboy comes out in like 98, I think. 90, either 98 or 99, yeah. Yeah. Which so, I mean... seems like such a huge gap from this movie to that yeah. movie. This movie feels old but it doesn't it doesn't watch old no it it definitely holds up yeah i think the 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 whole 90s rocker thing ages the movie to make it even seem older yeah than it is right just because that was like 
early, early 90s, like 92 was when all this was going on. He even makes a quip to one of those guys calls in asking for tickets. Yeah. And he's like, you listen to this shit? Oh, right. It was like some hair metal band. From <laughs> Seattle. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. the whole thing is he's <laughs> making fun of the grunge era yeah. or whatever. Right, because he's still hanging on to the, the Sunset right, Strip stuff. because this is what's all kind of going out yep. at this point. Right. And even coming into the, the radio station, they don't have a cassette. It's on a fucking uh, reel-to-reel. Because the only cassette <laughs> the girlfriend had right. threw out the car, got ran over. Got pissed on dog by dog. pissed on it. Right. How it still works. Yeah, Sandler goes from this to Billy Madison in a year. Billy Madison came out in 95. Good for him. Shit, they yeah. were probably filming the movies at the same yeah. time. Probably around. They were Maybe back to back bit. or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. Um, excuse me. The box office during this time, number one, was Clear and Present Danger. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, that came out same day. Never saw that. Really? Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Mm. I think I watched it in school for some God, reason. Harrison Ford in the 90s, untouchable. Oh, he was in everything. Actually, since the 70s. Really, when you think about it, you're right. Funny story about him, he wasn't supposed to be an actor. He didn't even want to be. He was a carpenter on a set of something. And so he was like, hey, I need you to do this real quick. Right. Can you just act for me? Sure, no problem. Now look at him. I mean, that's a man's man. Right. I knew he was a I carpenter. Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And hate Indiana Jones <laughs> and Star Wars at the same time. Yeah. If you watch any interview with him, yeah. he fucking hates it. Yeah. And think but, about how much money it made him. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a gajillionaire. Sure. But, honestly, if I had to pick any uh, Harrison Ford movie, it's The Fugitive. That's, Ten a, times out of that's a really good one. Yeah. Even, was it Officer and a Gentleman? That was Richard Gere. That's Richard. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm sorry. Is, uh, Don't Air pay Air attention. Air Force One? Love that movie. Air Force, Air Force One's, One's a really good I've been one. trying to get Tiffany to watch that for You're the longest time. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to watch this. I'm like, no, we need to watch it. Which, that and Executive Decision, which we just talked about, is kind of the same movie, just different things, where one has to do with the president, the other has to do with just a terrorist organization taking over a plane. Right. Uh, both movies I recommend to watch. Yeah. Definitely Air Force One, too. But Executive Decision... It's up there. I mean, Blade Runner, Fugitive. Right, I fucking forgot he was in Blade Runner. Right. He's in. He's been in so many hits that he probably didn't even care. And survived a plane crash. Patriot Games. And, yeah, Patriot Games, yep. That Shit. was the... Wasn't Patriot Games the sequel to Clear and Present Danger? I think that they're, they're talking or they're, together. Or one other, yeah. Man, I want to watch The Fugitive now. Yeah. I mean, the man was in 42, the Jack and Robinson movie, too. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Number two that week, The Mask. Oh, with Jim Carrey? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Which that came out July 29th, so that had been in theaters for about a week, uh, which kind of sucks that it was number two. You'd think... It well, would still be hot. Well, you got to think. It was Ace Ventura, then this, The Mask. So he was about to hit it with, you know, um, Dumb and Dumber and all that yeah. shit, too. Is that Jim Carrey? Yeah. yeah. Is it this movie? No, no, no. No, no, no. We're oh. saying number two was The Mask. Oh. On the God, box office. that movie. Really? It's so bad. I love it. What? I hate the man. It, How? Was it if, Ipkiss? Stanley, Stanley Ipkiss? Ipkiss. How you, and Cameron hey, Diaz? See, when we're talking about last episode's <laughs> The Pest, which to me was trying to mimic what you said about the whole Bugs Bunny whatever shit, right. The Mask does it right, where The Pest does it wrong. Well, he is a fucking cartoon character. He does watch those cartoons, right. and he turns into that character when this mask gets on him. I just don't like it. Well, you could have been out of the age when that came out to where me and him I, I watched it. I was like the perfect yeah. age group. 
Well, you would have been what? Eight. Eight? Yeah, yeah. you're right. You would have been, yeah. Because <laughs> I used ate to w- that shit up. Yeah. I still um, We had that on VHS as a kid. And I all day. Really? Yeah, love it. And that's Cuban Pete part. That's the only <laughs> movie I think Cameron Diaz looks really attractive in. Yeah. Oh, something about Mary, bro. No, even that movie, she it's doesn't like look as good. Hot. No, because in this movie, she's like ball. not super, super skinny. She's got a little meat on her. She looks fine. Meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying. Number three, Forrest Gump. One of the best movies of all time. Agreed. July 6th. We could do a podcast on just how Jenny is the worst person. I told you in, she's, the, yeah. she's the best villain of all time. Right. <laughs> she's such a fucking turd. <laughs> Number four, The Little Rascals. All right. Between my toes. Mm. And at number five, my personal favorite Arnold movie, True Lies. Wow. Arnold. I love True Lies. Arnold. Arnold. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. So Airheads was actually number 10. Shoo. Number 10. Yeah. Well, I did hear this movie didn't make a lot of money. I know we'll get to that. We will get to that soon. I'm going to... Remove my guess because I know the number. Oh, he knows the number. <laughs> oh, you know the number. Yeah, oh, so damn. I'm I'm not even gonna. Well, then, do you know what the budget was? I think. All right, we'll, so, we'll go to Brent. What do you think the budget was? All right, well, most of it's filmed in one location. <laughs> right there's well, well, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Was it starts out at the record company, then it goes to his his uh, apartment. apartment, then it goes straight to they're in the van talking about what to do, and they go to the radio station. One more spot you forgot about, toy store. That's right, the toy store, the aisle of the toy store, there. right? And dude, by the way, looking at all those toys that are on the the aisle, I want every one of them. Oh, There's yeah. some cool <laughs> shit there, man. Toys. Right. So, um, budget. Uh, Brendan Fraser was pretty big. SNL characters. Joe Montana. There is a lot of people I would in guess, this movie. Judd Nelson. I would guess yeah, fifteen man. to twenty million. I. Probably 94, 12 million. And you're saying? 15 to 20 in that range. Mr. Brent is on it. It's 11.2 million. No shit. Budget. Look at you. Good for you. Just because the majority of the movie is filmed at a rented radio yeah. station. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know if it's K Rock or whatever. KPPX. Well, I know, but I, I yeah. want to know what station it actually was. Uh, I wonder what we're going to do when we get, get a movie with a big budget. We did Tropic Thunder. Did they have a huge budget? I had a huge budget. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it was like 80-some-odd million. Oh. Uh, but beyond I've wiped that, that out of the memory. I was going to say, beyond that, we haven't really had a big budget. Blockbuster. Right, because we're all doing these stupid comedies. Not yet. Like, right? Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> um, box office take. He said he already knows it. What do you think? You said it opened at number what? Ten. 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 But it wasn't taken off it of wasn't for one week. It wasn't one week. Right. <laughs> Pestario, guacamole, Sanchez burrito, whatever it was. Picante. Picante. Uh, salsa. Picante. Um, $11.2 million. Box office take. Eight. I think it I think it was like between two and four. 5.8. Oh, shit. Well, I'm sorry. That's it's not, crazy. It's not terrible. Yeah. But if you're going to make a movie for 11.2 and you only make half your budget back... You know, but since then, this movie has become such an underground. I guarantee it's cult. More than made up for it with DVD, DVD sales, VHS, VHS right? Yeah, you know, maybe laser disc sales. Right. You don't even know. So I was like, the studio didn't know how to market it as a comedy or 
you know, a serious movie. They didn't know what to do with it. Right, because if you, like I'm saying, watching the trailer, mm-hmm. it markets it more as a heist movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going in and holding people up. Because, I mean, that's what they're doing. But right. And, and, and it's not like a, like a slapstick comedy. It's just, it's three guys. They don't know what they're doing. No, hell So no. it is going to be a little bit comedic. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're not like tripping over each other and like fucking around. You know, it's three guys who don't know what they're doing, holding up a building full of people just to get one shitty song played. <laughs> no, that song's a banger, dude. No, it's not. Degenerate. I love it. <laughs> Degenerator. Is that what it is? No. It's, uh, we're going to get to I, I will give Brendan Fraser credit. At least he sang it. He did. Yeah, he sing did. It. He didn't? He didn't sing it. Oh, wow. The yeah, guy sounded just like him. Yeah, he did. That's actually a band's song. Yeah. But on the soundtrack, he, he changed it. On the soundtrack, he sang it. Oh, he sang over it. Yeah. Okay, dude. I'm telling. And we'll you, talk about that when we get the fun facts. Well, no, I was just gonna go out for it right now. Oh. It's actually a, a hit single called "Degenerated" by 1980s punk group Reagan Youth. So they covered a Reagan Youth. No, song. see, see, that's what I, I heard was wrong. I heard it was covered by a band called Degenerate. Who covered it didn't tell the the studio that it was a cover. So when they put it in there and everything, mm-hmm. the the original band f- sued them oh. and got some money out of it. Well, oh. interesting. Yeah. Well, there goes half your budget there too. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Eighties hardcore. I'd like to. Youth. I'd like to know. Isn't there's like a cover band around here called that? I hope not because no, there is. <laughs> They're with that Starly. Company. Well, then they shouldn't be booked. No. Reagan Youth was actually, I mean, it was a on bad, a scale. Right. But. Whatever. This movie's runtime is 92 minutes, right in that sweet spot. Perfect. <laughs> right in that sweet spot. Um, my fucking Apple Watch keeps telling my fat ass to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting too long. This is rated PG 13 for crude dialogue and some sexuality. I would say, yeah, when she's riding him on that leather couch. Right. Which, why was there like a tunnel behind the couch for Kramer to crawl behind? Right. It's it made weird. no sense. Was it like an, another air duct just behind the couch? Yeah. Behind and the I casting couch? The behind the cast. In that building is terrible. Such a 90s sofa, too. It was like, oh, that, like shitty turquoise green. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it just matches the 90s radio station. I guess you're right, yeah. What radio station only has one mixer, by the way? Right. Because she throws that seat through the window and fries glass, apparently fries electronics. Oh, yeah, the whole board <laughs> is fried. Um, but any reputable race radio what, station. What radio station has only one booth? That's what I'm saying. Now, it was cool It was cool how it was set up, right? It was like right in the middle. It was like a hub. Yeah, which was cool, but they're going to have more than one. Because yeah, when and, he's and, done, you're not going to wait for him to get up and, and like, get somebody to come into his station. Big radio stations in the 90s, DJs were like a yeah. thing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. They would have their own. Oh, yeah. It would be like an office. Right. Yeah, it wasn't some... It It's not as glamorized as what this looks like. You watch like old videos of Howard Stern and his his like little whatever. Yeah. He's just in a fucking room right. by mm-hmm. himself. Like, but an like what I'm saying is like if... That's the Stern era. The shark yeah. was that big of a that been this polarizing era? figure... Mm-hmm. He would have had his own little studio with like oh, his yeah. own like posters right, on the wall right, or right. whatever. KPPX. KPPX, bruh. Rebel Radio. Well, we and can get to... easy listening. That's another plot twist in the middle of it. Subplot. Yeah. Which, again, 
and that's movies makes, like that. You're adding more layers on top of it, and and that's what makes them go. All right, well now we're going to play this mf'er because it's yeah, and it shows that all the people who are working there, are like fuck this, I'm going to be on board with them. And there's a point even where when Kramer gets that gun and he's holding them up after they break the toy guns that are filled with hot sauce, right? Uh, <laughs> that Ian, the shark. Has like a big baby bottle because they that was one of their demands. They're asking for dumb shit. Oh yeah, and they get um, pushes B. Arthur. He <laughs> right. He pushes or he hits the gun out of his hand. Right. And then he picks it up, and he's like, "Oh no, no, you just have it." And he gives it to Brendan Fraser. Right. So right there, he don't fucking care anymore. Right, because they know they're not gonna kill him. Right. They're just there to get their fucking. They just want to get their hurt song played. Their beast of a song on the old radio. <laughs> so what stands out most to Ryan? Chris Farley. Really? I I just a little bit part. I love it. I love uh, just. I enjoy seeing Chris Farley on screen. He grabs that nipple ring too. Like he he puts his hand. But (laughs) (laughs) but I mean the fact that Steve Buscemi actually kind of got like a lead role, you know, as like a co-lead. I like. Yeah. Well, he was a lead role in that Boardwalk Empire show. Yeah. He was really good in that. But that's yeah, ways down the road. Twenty-five years years later. Right. Yeah. You guys know that Buscemi was a firefighter, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And in 9-11, he went and helped out when all that shit was going mm-hmm. down in New York. Like strapped He was up? there. He, yeah, mm-hmm. he went and right and helped out. Good, good I knew, I knew Buscemi always kicked ass. Yep. Such a weird-looking guy, though. Oh, he's not an attractive brother. <laughs> no, no. He's not as bad as Ron Howard's brother. I didn't Who's know Ron, Ron Howard had brother? a brother. The uh, ugly guy. Ron Howard's like, ugly. And, like, all the... Oh, man, he was, like... Fucking Opie. If you think the bald guy with like fucked up teeth and hair, if it, sounds like you're describing me, dude. No, <laughs> God, if you Google Ron Howard's brother, you're gonna go, oh, he's an extra in every movie, and he plays the ugly guy. I'm telling you, what the? I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Clint Howard. Clint. Clint Howard. Show oh me, yeah, Clint. I got you. You know exactly. Yeah. He was in um Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. He was in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies too. Exactly. He yeah. was the the in Little Nicky when they're going He was yeah. in Waterboy. He yep. was in Waterboy. I am too. not what you call a good looking man. Yeah, there you go. Women what, do what not I... find me attractive. <laughs> he was speaking the truth. <laughs> yeah. <fuck. laughs> yeah, he was Oh man. Yeah. He was doing the Buffalo Bob thing in Little Nicky. Yep. Yep. Or is, it, is it Buffalo Bill or Buffalo Bob? I always get it mis- mixed it's up. It's Bill. Buffalo Bill was the Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He was doing that, just yeah. like Jay and Silent Bob. Jay yeah. does it in Clerks too. Mm-hmm. What stands out to you? Uh, for me, it's it's the, uh, the it's Buscemi for one. I think he did a great job, and they, and they did a great job making him look like a rock star. But, like I said earlier, the fact that it almost seems like this movie is doable. And what I mean by that, it's, it's, it's all, they make it seem and feel because these guys are so clueless and all they want to do is have their song played (laughs) on the radio. Like the three of us could go to fucking star (laughs) 98.3 and hold the place down. Right. If you had to, you're right. It does seem very, they just bumble their way into the situation and it's like, one thing after another escalates to the point where they're at. Did right. Rex need to pull that gun out no. and be like, listen to me, motherfucker, this is how it's going to go? No, but he had it with him. Yeah. And at the end of the day, <laughs> Why they not? did, what, six months or eight months or something because yeah. they got arrested. It says in the, 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 the credits at the end, they got arrested for 
holding people hostage was hot sauce. Right. So it really <laughs> didn't, you know, it wasn't that criminal. Um, what stands out to me most about this is this is such a time period movie. Very. Where little things today would alleviate any of the things that have happened in this from happening. Like, case in point, uh, his band might not have had gotten into as much trouble if they had their demo on an iPod or available online. Right. Because they could have been like, well, the fuck is right here. It's YouTube. On phone or <laughs> YouTube or, or, or yeah. whatever. And even with that, um, if Kayla, his girlfriend, had a cell phone, they could have just fucking called her. Right. Because it was in the early 90s. Right. Yeah. right. So the he, fact. I think he even says, check the Roxy or the Rainbow. Or yeah, whatever. but the fact that even Chris Farley finds her is crazy. Well, I mean, it just goes to show that she's a barfly. Right, and she's going to be at any bar. She's and in reality, Sebastian yeah. <laughs> which re- is who Brendan Fraser looks like to me. Really, Sebastian Bach. Yeah, I, he's got that hair. Sebastian it's Bach, Bach look. The, yeah, and he's a tall dude, right? Mm-hmm. Sebastian Bach's fucking huge. He's like mm-hmm. six five. Or yeah, something. he's he's a big yeah. guy. Another one of those Seattle wackadoos. Right. Really? Um, I think he's from Washington State. I thought he was from like the islands. Hmm. Right, and another thing too. What island? Like, I honestly thought he was born in the islands. What island? Like, like the like the Caribbean somewhere. What? Yeah. It's the hair, bro. Caribbean what? Hair. Yeah. You crazy. Like Fabio. You crazy. You crazy. Now it's my turn to Google. <laughs> <laughs> but so another thing about today's, they would not had to have, you know, bust into a radio station if Facebook and all this stuff's yeah. available to promote your band and get your band looked at or signed. Like, cause look at how a lot of bands are doing things. Make a cover on YouTube or put your songs on YouTube or mm-hmm. do this. And Sebastian Bach. April 3rd, 1968, Freeport, the Bahamas. There you go. No shit. Look at this guy. Freeport. <laughs> God damn. Well, I'll be goddamned. That's a fun fact right there. <laughs> I don't know why I knew that. <laughs> That's a weird thing to Yeah. <laughs> of all the things. I think it was a... Uh, uh, How could he make a song called 18 in Life if he's from the fucking Bahamas? I don't think he lived there that long. I think he lived there until he was like... In, like 18. In, like a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Look at the Bahamas. That's gonna stay with me forever. Yeah, I'm never, uh, never gonna forget that. Behind the music, God, behind the music was amazing. Mm -hmm. Really was. And then they made all the spoofs over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. Nice. But anyway, who steals the movie for you, Ryan? (sighs) I thought he just said Chris Farley. Well, I'm I'm saying what stands out about the movie. It could be uh, anything. But who would steal the movie? So when you're watching the movie, who goes, man, fuck? Okay, this guy makes the movie. Adam Sandler. Okay. Any reason? I mean, just look where he's at at this point in career and where he goes. And this role, he did really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's I mean, they all yep. they all had really good chemistry. Yeah, oh, for sure. You can tell that they had a good time filming mm-hmm. this movie. Even though, for some reason, Brendan Fraser just comes off like a fucking giant dickhead to me. <laughs> I hate Brendan Fraser so much. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I like Brennan Fraser. Steve's favorite actor. He's not my favorite him. actor, but he's up top. <laughs> Is it just his delivery or the way he looks? I just think he's like Joe Everyman that somehow stumbled onto like a movie set and became a star somehow. So like we were talking about... Well, yeah, like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford just, <laughs> but hey, like, I'm, I'm... But not a good actor like Harrison Ford. You watch Bedazzle and tell me he's not a good actor. Dude. He plays so many different roles in that. You throw a wig on a guy and make him play an acoustic guitar and sing about dolphin safe tuna. Then, uh, well, he was uh, Pablo Escobar too. Yeah, and yeah. He was a giant basketball player yeah. with a tiny wiener and all kinds of shit. And he was bl- he was doing blackface in that, wasn't he? Was yeah. did he? Wasn't he? 
Not then they when turn he's a basketball player, but oh, I, I thought they turned him is, into a black man. No, I think there is blackface in that movie. Mm. I don't remember that. I thought no. I might be wrong. The movie to me, Joe Montana, I I th- he is like the cool D. He he looks like every DJ personified. If you close your eyes and listen, like if he's you told got me that, that voice, was Elliot yeah. Siegel from Elliot in the Morning, I'd be like, sure. yep, that's mm. Elliot. That looks just like what I would think, yeah. you he, know. He has yeah. the perfect face for radio. Right. And, it is funny. And he's like, the voice of reason throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Really, he is. Yeah. He tells them no at first. He's coaching them through the then... whole thing. And he ends up being their manager. Right. Because he even <laughs> says not to sign that deal or whatever. Right. Or no, he, he tells them he they should sign the deal with Milo because Milo was telling them they should do this and do that. Right. And he kind of looks at him like, well, should I do this? Oh, yeah. Wipes his ass with the original one. Right. <laughs> Who stands out to me is Kramer. Yeah. Because... It's such a different role than Kramer on Seinfeld or anything else he kind of did. He was playing it straight, and he was just, like I said, falling around everywhere through the, the vents and and grabbing shit to eat and doing what he had to do. And the funny part is, in the beginning of the movie, he's being interviewed for a job there. Yeah. That's yeah. how he's there. Yeah. So there's a part, too, where the, the FBI guy kind of says, hey, do you live here or something? He's like, no, I don't have a home. <laughs> he's like, do you have a wife? He's like, no, I don't even have a home or something like that. So there's a, there's a backstory there with Kramer that like, there's more to it, right? But we don't know about it, so it makes him a little mysterious and huh. kind of funny. And this uh, was during the Seinfeld run too. Oh wasn't yeah, yeah, ninety four yeah. oh, for yeah, sure. This would have been the yeah. Seinfeld started eighty nine, I think. So and it ran to what ninety eight? Yeah, yeah ninety eight, ninety nine. So that's right in the wheelhouse. Right. So kind of weird that he would just take this. Because what else has he really been in? I mean, you got UHF. As as full-length movies? Yeah, UHF with Weird Al, which is fucking out there. Uh, I, Michael Richards has never done a lot of no. a lot of movies. He plays like a detective, like a bit part detective. Right. Talk about making, and, and, and he's making fun of a woman. Yeah. What and what movie is that? Is that So I Married an Axe Murderer? No. No. But you're right. He I just... Him, like smoking a cigarette like he's like a detective in a movie. Yeah, he just takes weird roles randomly. Now, obviously, his uh, cancel culture, like we were talking about, stopped that. Because he was in a show after Seinfeld called The Michael Richardson Show, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Michael Richards? Michael Richards, whatever, show. And uh, he was a detective on that show. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're thinking of. No, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a part. Tri- trial and error? Maybe? Nah. Are you talking to me? No, I'm, no, just, talking I'm, I'm talking to the to the world. Oh, talking to the world. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. What's anybody's favorite part or scene? It's Coneheads that he has that bit part in where he's. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Well, there's another connection there because there's like three or four people in this movie that were in Coneheads. Yeah. Yeah. He is in Soy Married Axe though. Maybe it's that movie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. You know what? I think you're right. Because he's not the main uh, detective. He's the guy with him. Right. And he says, like, some off-color shit. Yes, he does. You, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. He says some, like, you're like, whoa. That's such that. an I underrated sure it's movie. about women. Yeah, that, that's such an underrated movie, though. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah but nobody, they, they don't have an opinion. Watched. They don't have an opinion. Nobody talks about that movie when they talk about Mike Myers. No. They should. It, stops, it starts at Wayne's World. Oh, well, yeah. But it should be Wayne's World... Then I feel like it should be this movie, then Austin Powers. Or not this movie, but Well, don't throw Shrek either. To me, Shrek's not my, Mike get. Myers' movie. 
even though he's the lead. he's the lead character, he's Donkey. just a voice actor to me. So it's not yeah, it's not a really Mike Myers movie for the movie, right? To me, a Mike Myers movie is something that he's kind of written and been in and whatnot. <laughs> so we won't go to the other one that you guys hate that I like. What? The Love Guru. Oh, God, don't make us watch that. <laughs> no. It'll probably be better than The Pest, though. I guarantee you it will be. <laughs> There's a lot of great stupid one-liners in that movie. Especially like when uh, Mini-Me, Warren Troyer has an office, and it's all little things in the office, so they're in the <laughs> office, but they're all big. That's funny. Uh, my favorite part or scene is the whole Beavis and Butthead call the radio station. Yeah. Right? And they play it off as just it's real people. They don't right. even say anything. It's just... Mike Judge doing his thing, which is kind of funny. Um, and then I kind of touched on earlier the FBI agent talking about his his wife having an affair on him with a pool guy. And right. they don't come out and say that it was Pip, but obviously Pip sleeps with this girl and right. kind of is that bumbly, stupid. But he's, yeah, he's so oblivious, you know, he just kind of falls into some pussy. Right. <laughs> and then the... Uh, uh-uh. The one line about something, uh, what, we would get Pip farting on a snare drum. I ain't farting yeah. on no snare drum. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Just, just how yeah, Adam Sandler says the oh, line. Oh, when Steve Steve Buscemi tries to teach me how to be tough. Oh yeah, that was like, funny uh, excuse too. Excuse me, get back over there, please. Thank you. Right. <laughs> no, you tougher. gotta say it tougher. I'm gonna stab you with with, yeah, with yeah, what? With what? <laughs> with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where Kramer sees him in the air duct. Right. He thinks he's they're... actually yelling at somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. So, getting to the fun facts for the episode, we already talked about the Lone Ranger's hit single, which you said was from some other band. So, we're not even going to go over that now. Yeah, I mean that's uh, what I that's what I heard. Yeah, uh, the death metal band Cannibal Corpse was originally set to play in the movie, but when the producers found that they played in Ace Ventura, yeah. which is from the same year, how did they uh, not know that? They were Jim Carrey's favorite band, actually. Uh, yeah. The producers opted for White Zombie, but um, it was also pitched to Metallica yeah. and one other band. Metallica's I can't too remember. big at that point. Especially oh, yeah, in 94. Yeah. yeah. So fucking put White Zombie in there. Why not? Well, plus, for and I, and I know it's just for logistical reasons, Cannibal Corpse is a Miami band, and Ace Ventura was filmed in Miami. So that right. makes sense. Right. It's a Miami club. Right. Why did they just get like some shitty like under like L.A. Guns or something like the, like hair metal band because that's basically what they were a three piece hair metal band. True. Yeah, I don't know. That would have yeah. made sense. Or if you, or throw if you Motley Crue them, in there. they call mm-hmm. themselves Power Slop. Right. Right. Power Slop. Yeah. Never heard that before. Los Angeles Power Slop. Sure. What other band would be? Power yeah, I think '94 though. Those the hair metal bands weren't. They were on their way out. Oh yeah. Oh, they were gone. Yeah, I guess you're right. Ninety four, yeah. 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 Ninety four, it was full blown grunge and Green Day. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I was saying this movie feels older than it is, right? Because they're glorifying that era, but it's over and done. With. Right, and right. these guys won't let it go. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like Lemmy sitting at the bar playing yeah. the Megatouch machine until he died. Lemmy right. is God. <laughs> <laughs> Trick question. Lemmy is God. He's a uh, cop. Yeah. So Montana <laughs> even lets him know. He's like. Uh, he went out there with them. Hey, man, I'm a record producer, blah, blah, blah. He's a cop. He's a cop. <laughs> so this was filmed at Fox Plaza 2121 Avenue of the Star Century City, Los Angeles, California. Okay. The fun thing about this is it shares a parking lot with the one used as the Nakatomi Plaza in Die Hard. I figured. <laughs> cool. I fucking figured. It looks like they were architecturally built by the same fucking people. Right. They look like they're right across the street from each yeah. other. Because they are. Because they should be. <laughs> right. Which is kind of cool. Uh, Chaz was originally supposed to be played by John Cusack. 
would have been oh, a completely I different movie. That so much better. Really? I thought you said you didn't like John Cusack. I love John Cusack. We were talking about Hot Tub Time Machine. You said you didn't like John Cusack. Who do, who do I think John Cusack is then? <laughs> I don't know. I love John Cusack and High Fidelity. Okay. Fucking yeah. love that movie. Yeah. All right. But how can you not like Hot Tub Time Machine? Because it's Hot Tub I Time I love Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. The second one's terrible, but the first one's great. Well, I like Rob Corddry. That's probably yeah, why. Yeah. Corddry's all right. Yeah. Is he Canadian? No. Are you sure? No, he's I haven't American. looked it up, but I'm pretty sure he's not. Ryan's going to tell us. Ryan's going to tell us. He's I guess I could. the old Google machine. The fact-finding mission. Pretty sure he's like Wisconsin or something. Or fucking like Boston. Massachusetts. Uh, there you go. Dartmouth. Massachusetts. You know I could get in Dartmouth. <laughs> this is the first film with Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi, like I said earlier. And then so this is the first time, like and then they blossomed. Right, exactly. Which? How cool would that be? To like, make a friend, and then like just keep making movies together and being rich and shit. Mm-hmm. That would be cool because even if you like, let's say you pitch a movie, and then someone's like, "Oh, we need somebody for this part." Well, yeah, Steve Buscemi's going to be in it. Right. Why? Well, it's just like the whole Kevin Smith thing. You make a phone call. Rob Zombie's the same way. He had the same six people in all his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you look at over the years, Adam Sandler will pick up a, a actor yeah. and just keep him. Mm-hmm. Right. So you look at the what, what were He's the built one? a roster, right? What, what were the the grown ups movies? That's basically the roster of all his yeah. friends in yeah. the movie, right? And he just wants to make a movie with him, like his like. Right. The, and then even if he's not in the movies, the Happy Madison comes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll be in Grandma's Boy. Yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, like, the dude from Grandma's Boy played a gay guy in Big Daddy. Played the caddy in. He's Happy in every. Gilmore. I'm like, pretty sure he's in every Adam yeah. Sandler movie. He's in this movie too as a cop. Yeah. 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 So I can't, I can't. Remember That's why I was like, okay, you got him. Right. It seemed like Bushimi, Sandler, of, yeah. yeah, whatever. Because of his little universe. Right. Exactly. Which is cool. And like you know, Farley's there, even though he wasn't Happy Madison, but him and he's Farley were in, best friends. He was yeah, still yeah. in a ton of shit too, though. He was in Wayne's World too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays almost the reverse character of what he plays here. <laughs> right. He plays a calm police officer here right and then, and then in, in Wayne's World 2 he plays Chris Farley just, uh, well no he's next. basically playing the people that he gets he rips the fucking uh, yeah, yeah, nipple yeah, ring he's yeah, like yeah. oh that's what you're saying he plays yeah. like the rocker right roadie guy which yeah. is kind of funny uh, here's a good fun fact when Pip and Rex are collecting CDs to play on the air a poster for This Is Spinal Tap which starred Michael McKean Milo Jackson can be seen on the wall just between the door and the desk <laughs> I didn't even know that that guy was in This Is Final Tap. He's oh, the main yeah. Yeah. guy in This really? Is Final Tap. Goes to 11. I honestly think that movie's overrated, too. Sure, nuts. It's funny. When they get stuck in those pods oh, on the stage yeah. or when they're under the stage trying to find how to get to the stage. Yeah. Come on. You can I see mean, fucking a, like Ozzy Osbourne getting fucking oh, lost Oh, you know a bunch stage. of people have gotten lost. Right. So, well, that's what that movie was based on is stories yeah. from oh, yeah, 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 yeah. rockers. Yeah, so... That's kind of funny. The last fun fact I had was about the bass player being the same. As um, Rex Brown. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, on, on the whole, I think this movie holds up very good. Preparation H does feel good. On the on whole. The whole. <laughs> what movie was that from? Wayne's World. Or no, no uh, 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 Austin Powers. Austin Powers, that's right. Yeah, no, uh, the movie holds up, and it's it's watchable, and like we were talking about, like, is my mom going to watch it? No. But this is another classic one that I would sit my t- teenage nephews down and go, hey, we're going to watch this. Not as raunchy as the last couple, but yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There's <laughs> titties. 
I don't even know if they it's say just, fuck in it. It's no, likable. It, to me, it's just yeah, likable. Yeah, it, it, it's a good movie that makes you feel happy. Yeah. Even though, I mean, they're not doing shitty stuff, but the movie just has a lighthearted feeling. To yeah. Right. And lighthearted kidnapping movie. Exactly. Because they're <laughs> just a the whole family. We know they're not real guns, so no one's going to get harmed until right. the real gun shows up. Right. That the police put in the building. Mm-hmm. Right. That just falls out of the sky and just unloads the entire magazine. Right. That is one faulty... Not made in the U.S. gun. Right. I think it was going to fall and just it's automatic. Fully auto, too, by the way. Right. Because it was from the SWAT team. So, obviously, they can have fully automatic weapons. Jeez. I think there was like an MP4, too. And I'm pretty sure there's no way for that to even happen. Right. It's just... Yeah. What would you give this movie, Steve? Out of 10? Yeah. Uh, how many guitar picks? <laughs> I give this a seven farts on a snare drum. Out of seven 10. out of ten yeah. farts on a snare drum. Yeah, All right. just because, like I said, it holds up still. It makes you feel good when you watch it. It's got my, one of my favorite actors in it, and Adam Sandler. So, and Adam Sandler, all star cast, can't go wrong with it. There's no point in the movie that it loses, like what it's trying to do. There's no lull in it. There's no, what the fuck is this scene doing here? Moment. Yeah, it all works. Agreed. Yeah. About you, Brent. I think I'm gonna go with Steve. I'll, I'll give it the seven Ian the Sharks. <laughs> yeah. Seven Fat Tonys. Seven Fat Tonys. <laughs> yeah. Ryan. Ryan. Six seven somewhere in that range. Six point five then. Yeah. Split the difference. Split the difference. You know. Splitting kittens. It's one of those movies I just like. Right. It's yeah. like you said. Yeah. If it's I've seen this like if I'm flicking through a channel mm-hmm. it's on TV. Doesn't matter oh, what changing. I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, you're keeping it on. You're staying right there. All. Right. It holds up, like I said. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it because it does feel like that period piece, but... Like I said, is it, is it the best movie in the world? No. no. But, no, no, no. God, I really like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to recommend it. Yeah. This is on our recommended list. Highly. <laughs> highly recommended. Look at that from Brent. A highly recommended. Right. You watch this mother effer. That's the first or second time he's done that. It's, I think that's the no, first it's honestly, time. <laughs> it's honestly one of those movies. Like I said, I'm not going to call it a favorite. Yeah, but it's it, it'll be forever in the collection. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. If somebody says something like, "Oh, you seen this movie? Fucking let's put it in right now." Like and watch when it's it. time yeah. to like consolidate the Blu-ray collection. Sure, and, this is and staying. Yeah. Send the rest to the fucking thrift store. Yeah, because <laughs> you're tired of moving with them. Right. This is staying. I like that. Right. That's a good analogy. Thank you. I try. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to move my collection numerous times, and it does suck putting everything in a box. Yeah. Just to then put it back out. And never <coughs> open it. Right. It sucks. Well, I think that was a good episode. I think so, too. Well, you can find us on the Facebook at The Decision Reel, Instagram at The Decision Reel. Appreciate which I, I, which I Which I find it amazing <laughs> that, that neither of those were taken. Me, too. But you know what? We're going to stay with it because it's a good name. Somebody did tell me it should be The Real Decision. But I Damn like the it, decision reel. Well, I think the real decision was taken. Okay. I think. Mm. I'm not sure. I remember looking up the decision reel. Miller was like, like should the real decision. You can tell him to fuck off. I'm going, I did. Right, good. This yeah. is our, our thing, not his. Right. <laughs> he can deal with it. you on Wednesdays. I Dude, I don't know whenever we, yeah, go, whenever. Whenever we go back to work. We're up, constantly upgrading that studio over there. We can plug your other podcast if you would like to. Nah, it's okay. You don't want to? Not right now. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to plug it. We're going to get popular first. Right. We're going to plug our own. I'd rather plug the band. Plug the band. Hit or miss. Southern Maryland's premier pop punk and emo cover band. 
By the way, I'm about to just say, I'm just about to start saying Maryland's. We're kicking ass. Yeah, say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, last that, night that, was good. I, I'm yeah. not trying to talk shit. And I know none of them are going to hear it. That other, you know, that other band, and you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. can suck my ass. Suck it hard. They can't hold a candle to any of us. No, I thought we did pretty good last night. No, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm no, happy no, with no, that. No. We did really good last night. We had, I sat there and talked to everybody at that bar. I'm like, a, I'm, like I'm, I'm like the married couple. <laughs> I'm like the ambassador to the people. And I go around and talk well, to every table singer. that's there. <laughs> right, Thank obviously. you for coming out. Thank you for hanging out. And I had more than one person go, look, we drove over an hour to watch you guys. I like that. In a pandemic, getting people big, to travel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's big. Because we're playing the music. And I said it last night during the set. The generation that wants to hear Crazy Bitch, they're staying home now. Oh, yeah. They're in their, they're in their late 40s. And if they're out, they should be home. Right. Or they're, <laughs> they're out just to get home because they're right. not staying out. Right. And the generation that's seeing us. Our just, yeah. The, yeah, the kids, the, not the kids, but the, the our age group, <laughs> the young. Sure. Millennials. Late 20s, early 30s. The millennials. The millennials yeah. Listen to this music yep. that we play. Yep. And, yeah, and I'm, like I said, we're not, you will never hear us play Crazy Bitch. No. Never. Well, I was telling we my dad too <laughs> earlier that. That's good. You know, the people that want to hear that music, they're going to toots or whatever right because they're the biker bar older crowd that want to hear fucking bad company or right this or that or, or like yeah or like that that Come shitty on. cover of the cranberries that that right. band does bad bad wolves bad whatever wolves it is or whatever. which they broke molly cyrus did one too okay well she can sing though. it's not bad well, I'll get, I'll get i love her yeah. voice oh, i love miley so i love her voice her I, I voice is sexy yeah good stuff jolene whoo yeah. when she does that yeah oh She's a good singer. Mm-hmm. She's always been a good singer. I think we went off on a little tangent. She's here. just a nut jar. Anyway. Anyways, yes. We'll uh, when wrap. are our next dates, Steve? When are our next dates for what? The band? The band. Shit, let me the look. 4th of March. I know we're at ABC next. As which, an acoustic. As an acoustic, which, which is sucks. going to be... <laughs> sucks, don't Oh, shit. Balls. That's this Thursday. It's this Thursday? Yeah. The Wait, no, no. no sorry. It's next Thursday. Next Thursday. The 4th. Like, sorry. Fuck that? It was showing the when's wrong the, date on the here. the tortoise? Uh, Green Turtle is going to be the 19th, so that's a Friday. That's another acoustic show. And I then, thought we were going to go full. No, Brent, or Brent, um, Sean was talking about something about trying to do something after Tara does her shit. Uh, I would rather go on after. I would too, just to, yeah, whatever. But we're just going to keep that at and whatever. And then the 27th. And then the 27th, we're back at TAP again. I'm going to talk to Sonny. I'll give it a couple days and be like, hey, you want to do that at full band let as him, well? Let him run the numbers from last night and see how much money he made. Exactly. <laughs> Because I know it was... Because it was a ton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. So, good All shit. Right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this one because I was way better than the pest. <laughs> Fuck the pest. We're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye.